Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. Of course, we are the podcast that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. And today's episode takes me back, honestly, to the early 1980s when I was sitting in front of the TV and watching reruns of the 1960s Batman TV show. I used to just sit there with a uh, pelicus around my neck pretending to be either Batman or Robin, depending if my, my brother was there, because my brother was older than me, so he would always be Batman. And uh, when he was there, I would be Robin. So it's so great that I can have Burt Ward on the episode today. Of course, he was Robin in the 1960s Batman TV show. Holy Long John Silver! When is a man drowned, but still not wet? We'll be drowned, but in quicksand, so we won't get wet. I was such a huge fan of his work as Robin, so it's so great to be able to chat with him about his time, you know, wearing the tights, and uh, his time voicing Robin on the animated series, and of course talking about Adam West, who we uh, just lost just a couple weeks ago, so I wanted to reach out and get Burt Ward on the podcast so we can chat a little bit about Adam West, whom I was just a huge, huge fan of. And uh, Burt Ward also has a nonprofit that we chat a little bit about. It's called General Giants go to GentleGiantsRescue.com. Again, that's GentleGiantsRescue.com. I'll also put the links on our website in our show notes. So go ahead and click into there if you want to hear more about his nonprofit. But of course, you know, visit our website as well. It's at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at SaturdayRewind. And for Facebook, just type in SaturdayMorningRewind and you'll find us. Please check out our Patreon campaign if you want to help out financially because even a dollar will honestly help out each month. So please go check that out. It's on our website. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, all those links are on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And here is my interview with Bert Ward. Bert, thank you so much for your time today. I cannot tell you how excited I am to chat with you because... Honestly, Batman, I'm sure you hear this quite a bit, but Batman changed me as a kid, and it was probably the first TV show I ever remember watching as a kid. Wowie zowie, citizen. <laughs> yeah, I remember sitting in front of the TV with my older brother, and I had a little, like, pillowcase wrapped around my neck. And, of course, I was Robin because my brother was older, and so he would be Batman, and I was obsessed with Batman. Well, that just shows, Tim, what wonderful taste you have. Exactly. <laughs> I read that you beat out a lot of other teenagers for that role of Robin. Um, about 1,100, not too many. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, a handful here and there. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was very uh, competitive to get the role. Um, and uh, 
Uh, it's interesting because I screen tested with Adam West. Really? And uh, yes. And after I uh, got the role, the executive producer William Dozier came to me and said, "Would you like to know why we selected you from among more than 1,100 young actors that we interviewed?" And I said, "Yes, I'd like very much to know." And he said, "Because in our minds, forgetting television, if there really was a Batman and Robin for real." You personally, in our minds, would be it. Hmm. And so because we, we absolutely love the way you portray this role, we want you to just be yourself. Don't do any extra acting. Just be you, Burt Ward, and be enthusiastic, and that's all we want. Nice. And that's what I did for 120 episodes. Never got a complaint. Um, in fact, what's interesting is that the director's and, you know, producers were so involved trying to get all the uh, special effects working that in my case, other than telling me where to stand or, you know, what line to move on, they gave me no other direction, never corrected anything I said or did, uh, including jumping over the door into the Batmobile and huh. jumping over the door out of the Batmobile, you know, hitting my fist against my hand. And, and it was everything that you see on the show is something that I did without direction. Wow, that's impressive because I also read that you didn't have very much acting experience prior to Batman. Well, not acting experience, but but study. I had done quite a okay. bit. I studied at UCLA and both professionally. So, I, the 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 study end of it, and the I guess all of the scenes and all the stuff that I'd done in preparation, I just hadn't gotten any other roles. And it was the first thing I tried out for, and uh, I was very fortunate to get it. Was it a little hard on you at first? Because, you know, one second you're just regular old Bert, and the next second you're on a huge sensation TV show. Was that kind of hard? Uh, not really, and I'll tell you why. Because I didn't feel all of the glamour that people would associate with the show. Because I went to work every day. I was like 20 years old. The youngest person on that set of 80 people was Adam, who was 37 at the time. Uh -huh. Everybody else is like in their, uh, I guess, late 40s, 50s, and 60s. These are all like consummate pros. And uh, you sit there on a cold soundstage, and you wait 45 minutes to shoot 30 seconds, and then you wait another 45 minutes to shoot 30 seconds, <laughs> and uh, they bring your, your food in uh, onto the set, you know, for you to eat your lunch. And you most of the time sit by yourself or sit with Adam while we eat. I mean, it wasn't exactly as glamorous as yeah. you might think it is. <laughs> now, when I went out and made personal appearances months later after the show came out, that was a different story. I mean, and that was such a, a reversal um, you know, from, from being on a cold soundstage to having 310,000 people show up at my first appearance when I was in Tacoma, Washington at, the, at that same weekend, Adam was in uh, New York uh, at Shea Stadium. And uh, it, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shock. But, you know, um, I guess maybe because I didn't not get knocked around, mm -hmm. you know, before getting the role. I mean, there's so many actors that are rejected for this or that and by the time if if they become successful i mean like they're they're ready to take everybody's <laughs> head off you know but for me no i mean it's first thing i tried out for and um you know it uh, 
I don't think I really changed, you know, I mean, wow. it just, for me, it was, it was a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, but you, you have winners and you have losers. In other words, not everything is, is, uh, you'd think is glamorous. I mean, in the first episode of filming, um, uh, of the first five or six days of filming, I ended up at the emergency hospital four out of those first six days Wow! with second degree burns. Uh, gas from from explosions, um, um, a two by four breaking my nose while I was tied down on a table. Wow. I mean, let me tell you, this was a dangerous <laughs> show. I wasn't sure I was going to survive the first week. No kidding. Yeah, I, I I saw that because you had very limited, like your mask was very small. You couldn't really have a stunt double. Well, I had one. But uh, they hired one, but he was always off drinking coffee with Adam West <laughs> while I was on the way to the emergency hospital. I'm not sure if there's much justice in that, but, but, but I'll tell you, the studio was very smart. I mean, let me tell you what they did. After that first week, they took out a huge life insurance policy on Good, me. Good, yeah. And I'm telling you, by that last few episodes, okay, I could swear they were trying to collect on that policy. <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. But it was still also a lot of fun. I mean, after all, riding in the Batmobile, fighting no the villains, and for me as a black belt in karate, it was a lot of fun doing the fight scenes. Uh, in fact, a piece of trivia, during the time I was filming Batman, where I lived was in a, a group of condominiums that Bruce Lee also lived in that group of condominiums. Wow. And he and I were, were actually friends. And we used to spar together. Really? Uh, and uh, yeah, and a piece of real trivia is that Bruce Lee's first filmed fight scene of his career was fighting me. That is Batman. insane! Wow, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, and um, so uh, it, you know, it, 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 a lot of wonderful things happen. But you know, let me tell you something. You know, it, it's you. You never know what to expect. You can be up one minute, down the next. I mean, during during the hiatus of my first uh, first set of filming, after 26 episodes, there was a break, and uh, the producer at the same studio, 20th Century Fox, his name was Larry Terman, came up to me and said, "Bert, you know, I'm doing a very small film here at Fox. I mean, it's just a, a little film, but I'd love to have you do the lead role." And I said, "Oh, gee, that's great. I'd love to do it." Well. In talking with the studio, I thought it would be a slam dunk, but it wasn't. ABC at the time had been a uh, syndicated network, and between Batman and Bewitched, the enormous success of our two television series actually made ABC the third network. Hmm. And they didn't want any dilution of my character. Wow. So I wasn't allowed to do the role in that small film, which, by the way, the name of it was The Graduate. You might have heard Oh, of. my God, yes. So wow. when they couldn't get me, they got a guy named Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> oh, wow. He did a great job. <laughs> yeah. That's very similar to what happened with George Reeves with the Superman uh, series. You know, very typecasted, and he wouldn't get many roles because of his role as Superman. Well, that's a little different. Typecasting of not getting a role because they think that you look too much like something else. This was reverse type. Exactly, yeah. Because the producer wanted me, and the studio wouldn't let me do it, because <laughs> they didn't want the delusion of me playing another character. That's crazy. So it was actually reverse. But, but in any event, you know, it all works out, and uh, I'm very thrilled to have played the part. I mean, and, and, and people ask, well, you know, typecasting this or that, but Adam and I never were bothered by that mm -hmm. typecasting. And I'll tell you why. 
Because if you think about it, a, a glass that is full is full. You can't put any more in it. <laughs> so whether you've done 100 movies to fill your glass or you've done, and in my case, 40 movies and one television series that was so e enormous that, mm -hmm. you know, for the rest of my life and hopefully afterwards, people will appreciate it. I mean, that's more than satisfying. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, who, and like you said, who can say they rode in the Batmobile, you know? Or climb walls or fight spontaneous <laughs> villains, uh -huh. you know, with two by fours and, and, and tables broken over your head and all this stuff. And I mean, it was a lot of fun. And of course, now with these fabulous animated films done by Warner Brothers, oh, yes. I mean, our first one came out uh, last November. Tremendous reviews, tremendous. In fact, it said it was the best Batman film of 2016. And that, by the way, referenced the Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Which was hundreds of millions of dollars no and kidding. ours wasn't. But, and now we've got this new one that's going to come out before Christmas. And I'm expecting that to be really huge because there's lots of villains in this new animated one. And uh, the main villain, the character is Two-Face and it's being portrayed by none other than William Shatner. That is insane, so, and I cannot wait for that. Here you have, yeah, I mean, you have the two most iconic television shows in history, Batman and Star Trek, with the actors working together. Mm -hmm. That's so true. What's it like taking your live-action role and turning it into an animated role? Well, actually, a character is a character, whether you're in front of the camera or behind the camera or your voice is on camera. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, so for me, uh, and it, 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 I guess because also having made more than seven thousand personal appearances <laughs> in the in the last fifty years, I mean, you know, uh, you 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 know the character pretty good by then. You know what I mean? You would think, yeah. <laughs> it it's got to be very, I guess maybe a little odd to be still playing Robin after what fifty years. That's got to be also a little oh, fun. No. Well, oh, no, 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 it's not odd. As a matter of fact, I'm in training with weights and everything else because eventually there's going to be a new Batman movie that's going to include Robin. And irrespective of my age, the way I photograph and I think the way I look, I could certainly have a shot at playing that role. I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a piece of... Uh, of publicity, huh? Yeah, that'd be amazing. I mean, at least even a cameo. I would just love that. Yeah, well, I'm not going for the cameo. You're going for the big one. <laughs> going for the, the whole thing. You know? <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's been a fantastic. And, and you know, I, I go out and I make appearances and, and I've worked with Adam. And, of course, we all everybody is so sad. We just lost yeah, my yeah. dear friend uh, who, uh, you know, I actually calculated how much how much of my life I spent working with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for more than 75% wow. of my time on planet Earth, I was working with Adam West. Wow. And uh, I mean, other than my childhood years, I mean, I was, I've been working all this time. And we, we go out even, even all these years after the series making appearances. And we've got other animated shows we've done. You know, Robot Chicken, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, we, we've done, you know, um, and, uh, um, you know, The Simpsons and uh, SpongeBob and Futurama. You know, Futurama, yeah, all these different shows. Um, and, and we still go out and sign autographs, 
sit three feet apart from each other, <laughs> have a great time. And, and, you know, it's so funny because people say, well, gee, how long did it take because you, before you became friends with Adam? <clears throat> and actually, before we screen tested, we had about, oh, 10 minutes to have a chance to chat before, you know, before we went in front of the camera. Mm. And I honestly believe in the first three minutes, we became friends. Wow. That's got to be rare in Hollywood, especially there was a pretty big age gap between the two of you. So that's got to be pretty rare. Yes, but there was no uh, comedy gap between the two of us. <laughs> we both have a similar sense of humor. We find the same things funny. And just about everything he said to me made me laugh and vice versa. <laughs> and, you know, there was such a contrast between us. You know, all the great comic duos have had contrast. Yes, you know, whether yes. it's Abbott and Costello or Laurel and Hardy or, or any of the, you know, uh, uh, Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon. I mean, there's always been great contrast. And so for me, working with Adam, who is stoic, very grand, kind of like, uh, you know, you, you, he liked to think of himself like uh, like like a prime minister, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, he, he, he told me once that he really understood what it was like to play Batman when he watched Charlton Heston play Moses and part the Red Sea. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and, and and that wild, crazy way of looking at things with me, who never grew up, never will grow up, always a kid, always talks fast, always, you know, we're such opposites, <laughs> and yet we get along incredibly well. Oh, my God, I just love that, man. And we would go out and, and on these events, I mean, last month, it was just a couple of weeks ago we were working together. Man. And we do these panels where we never rehearse anything. We go out, and for 45 minutes to an hour, we talk extemporaneously. We answer questions. And we purposely never talk ahead of time about what we're going to say because both of us know each other so well that what we'll do is, like, you know, I'll say something that I know kind of needles him in a loving way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Never in a mean way. Yeah. And, and you know, he'll get red in the face. You know, and the audience, they may not know what the whole joke is, but they know that I'm teasing him. You know what I mean? And they love it. <laughs> and vice versa. He'll say something that embarrasses me to death. But he, but, he, but you don't know exactly what it is. You just know enough to know. And, and, and the audience loves it because it's exactly the style of Batman, the campiness. That's so true. You know what I mean? Yep. The bigger than life. The, you know, that wonderful caricature of, of the two characters that we played. You probably knew him more than most people, I would say. What's something about Adam that a lot of people don't know? Well, the main thing is that everything you see on film and on television of Adam is exactly the way he is off film and I love on that. television. There is no difference. <laughs> and people... <laughs> They find that hard to believe because yeah. they always think of actors as playing a role. But that's, like he said, Batman was pure West, you know. Yep. And, and whereas the feature films uh, in the last number of years have featured the Dark Knight, Adam always liked to say that he was the Bright Knight. Oh, wow. I love that. So um, we've, we've had a great time. And, you know, Adam also is a is a or as was a dog lover he had his uh, german shepherd stormy that he just adored and and has had other many other dogs 
And, you know, my wife and I operate the largest giant breed dog rescue in the world. It's, yeah, yeah. Tell, it's me, a tell me about that, please. We take nothing from it. Yeah, we, we've rescued more than 15,500 dogs in the last 23 years. Wow. Every one would have been put to death. Every one we took into our home, all of them have lived in our house. All 15,500 wow, over wow. the course of 23 years. Yes, at all times, we have at least 50 dogs living in our house with us. Man, that's great. And, I mean, it's not pandemonium. People say, well, how could you have 50 dogs? And these are giant dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have smaller breeds now, but we have dogs that stand taller than Shaquille O'Neal on their hind legs. Man. You know, they weigh up to 300 pounds. Uh -huh. And people have never seen an animal that big, a dog that big. So, but all of them get along, and we, you know, took care of all their medical. We found every one of those a safe, loving home. And, uh, and in the course of doing that, because you go to the trouble to save their life, you want them to live as long as possible. Mm -hmm. So, and our giant breeds, Great Danes and St. Bernards and Russian Wolfhounds, and all of these breeds only live anywhere from six to nine years maximum. You mm -hmm. know, some of them six or seven years, others seven to nine years. And that's a short lifespan for such wonderful, loving animals. Yep. So my wife and I decided that we were going to try to find a way to help them live longer because every time we'd lose one, we'd literally sob. I mean, cry. It just devastated us emotionally. And we found a way through a feeding and care program that we've devised, which is welcome for all your listeners to go on our website, gentlegiantsrescue.com. And there's a, a menu, and one of the menu items says, add years to your dog's life, use our care and feeding program. There's no charge for this. They can go to our Facebook page, uh, which is Gentle Giants Dog Food and Products, and read also about you know current stuff where people write in and ask questions, and every question is answered. And, um, and the, the exciting thing is that we also created a dog food for which we take no money from, you know, nothing. Wow. It's mm -hmm. called Gentle Giants, and dogs are now living, including the giant breeds, till 27 years. That's crazy. Healthy, wow. active, still running around like puppies, <laughs> some of them even jumping in the air at 26 and 27 years of age. We, In some cases, tripling the yeah, lifespan yeah. of wow. dogs, but in almost every case, doubling the lifespan of dogs. And, and our food because we take nothing from it, retails for half the price of what people would go to a pet store and buy dog food that won't keep your dog living 27 That's great. years. Yeah. So if you're, any of your listeners would, would like to get our food, I'd like to mention they can buy it at Amazon.com, Chewy.com, Walmart.com, PetSmart.com. All of those places sell it. We take nothing from it. And our motto is half the price and twice the life. That's amazing, honestly. Like, like, uh, and I love the packaging. How? What's the quote that you have on there? You said from Cape Crusader to Canine. Oh yes, from yes, from Cape Crusader to Canine Crusader. <laughs> but because we've got brand new animated features out, you know, and and more to come. So it's like from Cape Crusader to Canine Crusader and back to Cape Crusader <laughs> and Canine Crusader at the same time. <laughs> Love it. And the packaging. That, that is really something for a dynamic duo to do. No kidding. And the packaging, I think, is remarkable. It reminds me of a, of a 60s comic book, honestly. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what my wife and I believe in, instead of having a, a, a picture of an airbrushed 
you know, dog that if it's airbrushed, obviously can't be an alive dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have photos of the real dogs eating our food. When we say veterinarian recommended, it's not just some empty name. You see a photo of the actual vet and, and his, in his own words, why he recommends wow. our food, why he says it's so much better. And, uh, you know, everything we believe in testimonials, all we really want is the opportunity for every dog in America. And by the way, there's more than 80 million living in 67 million households. We'd like everybody who loves their dog to have a chance to have their dog live as long as our dogs are living. And by the way, my own daughter, who's now 26 years old, we got her a dog at a, when she was a year and a half, a six-month-old American Eskimo. And that dog has grown up with her hmm. all these years, has lived more than 20-some-odd years wow. with our daughter. And, and when you think about it, what a wonderful gift no for a child growing up to have their best friend with them. Mm-hmm. When what really happens in the real world today is that because other foods have way too much fat and protein in them, which makes dogs hungrier to make you buy more dog food. I mean, really some practices that I consider unscrupulous. But the, but the point of it is, can you imagine you get a dog for your, your child, your child is eight or nine or ten, and then the dog dies? And now you're having to explain death to a child when it doesn't have to be that way, you know. And uh, so in any event, this is our charity. We love dogs. And and, and on the back of every bag of our dog food and on the back of every can of our canned food is our phone number where people can call for free help about any issue with their dog. Oh, wow. Care, behavior, medical, you know, I mean, we help people for free. And it's so funny, in the, in the morning, I start off sounding just like Robin. But <laughs> by the end of the day, I sound more like a, a horse that can hardly talk. <laughs> That's amazing work. And thank you so much for doing that, because I love pets, especially dogs and cats. So thank you so much for doing that. Well, you, you know, honestly, I guess because I... You know, again, they picked me because they felt if there was really a Robin that I would be the closest thing to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, my wife and I, you know, we're very straight people. We don't smoke, drink or take drugs. We we really, you know, we love life. We we realize how precious life is, how short life is for all of us on this planet. And we want everybody to be happy. So, you know, we've devoted our life to charity. And that's what we do every single day, seven days a week. And again, that's called Gentle Giants. Gentle Giants, and it's uh, and, and depending in some stores, we're in hundreds of uh, three or four hundred WalMarts across the country. Wow. But there, of course, there's five thousand, so we're exactly. only in a portion of them. But but we are uh, online available. And again, if if they want to answer a question, or you know, if they have a question they want to get answered, either they can call us or write to us. If they go to our Facebook page, Gentle Giants Dog Food and Products. Right there, you can you can write any question. And my wife and I, particularly my wife, stays up till eight or nine in the morning every hmm. night answering questions. And of course, waking me up if it's a question she doesn't know the answer. <laughs> you know? And uh, and everybody gets their question answered. You know, and and it's wonderful because people who you know who love their dogs, and then something happens, or and it you know it's not necessarily a medical reason, right? I mean. Where do you go for help? I mean, who do you call? Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters? Nope, Robin. No, exactly. Robin to the rescue. <laughs> 
Well, Bert, I want to thank you so much for your time. Like I said in the beginning, huge, huge fan of your work as Robin. I was obsessed with that show, so this has been an amazing time just chatting with you about Robin and your nonprofit. It's been great. Well, thank you very much. I, I'm honored to have had a chance to talk with you, and you know, I wish all of your listeners all the very best. Keep watching because there's more stuff coming out, our new animated Batman feature. And for those of you that got dogs, go pick up a bag of Gentle Giants and give your dog a chance to live as long as 27 years like our dogs are living. Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.